Hey, I'm Robert Pearson, and this is Follow the Leader. All right, sit down, and we talk Bible stuff that hopefully helps us become better men and husbands and fathers, all of those things together. We are in Ezekiel chapter 18. We're going to do verses 5 to 9. So up front, I want to point out that this passage is just a little out of context for how I'm using it here. So the larger context is the people of Israel are whining and complaining because they say God's not being fair. and They're being punished right now because that their father sinned. It wasn't us. It was our ancestors who sinned. And it's not fair. And God's point is saying, the way I've always done things is the guy that sins is the guy that dies. And if his son becomes righteous, then he gets uh, gets to be blessed. And so that's sort of the larger context. But I'm zeroing in here because there's this, this portion from verses 5 to 9. There is a very clear picture painted by God uh, through the hand of the prophet Isaiah describing righteous course of action, what a man does to be righteous. Uh, and really quickly also, talk more about it later, but this, this isn't earning salvation righteousness. This is when the Old Testament is talking about a righteous man does this and doesn't do that and those sorts of things, or it refers to a righteous man. This is courses of action that are righteous. You're not going to earn your way into heaven by doing this, but this is a course of action that honors God and that you should strive for out of gratitude for what he has done for us. And out of, uh, to some extent, a sense of duty of this is what being a human being means, is to do these things. All right. Getting into it. 18. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 5 to 9. Here we go. But if a man is righteous and practices justice and righteousness and does not eat at the mountain shrines or lift up his eyes to the idol of the house of Israel or defile his neighbor's wife or approach a woman during her menstrual period, if a man does not oppress anyone but restores her to the debtor his pledge or restores to the debtor his pledge, does not commit robbery but gives his bread to the hungry and covers the naked with clothing. If he does not lend money on interest or take increase if he keeps his hand from iniquity and executes true justice between man and man, if he walks in my statutes and my ordinances so as to deal faithfully, he is righteous and will surely live, declares the Lord. So, what do you think? Quite a bit there. Uh, I just like the clarity of the picture here, because everywhere else it's just, uh, like in Proverbs, you know, a righteous man does good things happen to him, and a wicked man, bad things happen to him. And it doesn't take the time to really give you a picture of what, like, a righteous man is or does. Um, so it's a good a good place to kind of casually observe. Once again, to uh, elaborate a little more, this isn't the positional righteousness that we have as Christians covered by the blood of the Lamb. Our sins are forgiven before the for the Father. We are in a position of righteousness where God has declared us because of our faith to be righteous, same as Abraham. That's what makes all Christians children of Abraham. This righteousness is in a, a course of action or a way of life. You're not going to get to heaven acting this way because you will have messed up at some point in your life. It, you Nobody 
he's 100% flawless perfect, except Jesus. That's sort of his claim to fame, right? So, <clears throat> this isn't giving you a, a checklist of things to do to earn your way into heaven, but rather giving us a course of action or a code of conduct that we can hold ourselves to and uh, strive to fulfill knowing this is the behavior that God desires. So, if a man is righteous and practices justice and righteousness, it's a practice. It's something you have to do over and over again. You don't get a day off. If he does not eat at the mountain shrines or lift up his eyes to idols, the idolatry was a big deal. And this is clearly saying, you know, don't be an idol worshiper. That end of verse 6 was, there's a, a, a verse that directly references that in uh, Leviticus or whatever that says not to, to do that. I'm going to talk around it. But uh, defile his neighbor's wife. Don't, it's not, not yours, don't touch it. It's, uh, Pretty simple, guys. So if a man does not oppress anybody, but restores to the debtor his pledge, does not commit robbery, but gives his bread to the hungry and covers the naked with clothing. This is awesome because there aren't, um, there's no social programs at this time. So that homeless guy on the street couldn't just go put in applications or, you know, get on, get on welfare or something or get food stamps and nothing even remotely like that existed. It was the benevolence of the community was the only thing that would actually help uh, poor people and uh, those who lacked the, the disabled and, and poor and uh, orphans and widows. That's that's your uh, your main thing is as as a righteous man you would should be helping and uh, contributing in that way. And that, that still extends today um, to, you know, as much as you can. I never give homeless people money, but I will always give them food or shoes or a jacket or, you know, whatever the, the time of year dictates. Uh, the um, Also, they didn't have any payday loans and banks weren't really a thing just yet. And so the people, your friends and neighbors, were sort of the social programs and also the bank. If you needed a loan to uh, take care of something or to handle something or kind of float for a little bit until a, a crop came in or something, those were loans you got from friends and neighbors and family members. And um, so that's what they're saying is don't, um, whereas it's talking about don't charge interest, give their collateral back. You take a pledge, somebody would give you something of value to prove that they would pay the loan back like a piece of jewelry or something so like make sure you get that stuff back to them after they pay it off don't be a jerk and that's why the money's not lent at interest because the whole point is it's supposed to be to help people we're not talking about business loans and um, housing loans or that kind of thing it's talking about to help somebody get by these are uh, kind of uh, seen as a, a welfare or outreach, a benevolence. And it'd be really cruel to charge people interest while trying to be benevolent to them. So 
He walks in my statues and ordinances so as to deal faithfully. Oh, executes true justice between man and man. That's the other thing. You don't really have court systems. So a lot of, uh, like, what would be nowadays civil, civil court or civil disputes would be determined amongst the elders of the community at the, the gates of the village. You know, when it's not a criminal justice thing where I was just going to arrest the guy and hit him with a whip and send him on his way or chop his hand off or whatever. When it's not that stuff and it's civil disputes or they owe me money or they killed my ox and now I can't do this and they owe me money or that kind of stuff, the squabbles, those were often decided by the, the elder men in the village where the case would be presented to both sides and there's a kind of a consensus drawn of like, well, you need to do what's fair and so that's um, God pointing out that you would judge fairly and impartially in those situations. Once again, kind of common sense uh, stuff. And he says, and will surely live, declares the Lord. So verse 10 goes on to talk about um, if this guy's son is wicked, that you know, he's, he brought that on himself. So uh, do you have different ways to say this? I've kind of been doing that the whole time. Uh, but God's basic general point is if you just stay in line, give people a fair shake, watch out for those in need, don't worship idols like a chump, you'll be all right. So how important is righteousness? I would argue that righteousness, once again, we're not talking about the position of a redeemed Christian believer, but rather the a righteous course of action. We would just say good nowadays, you know, a good person would be righteous. Um, so the, uh, it's, it is pretty important, but also it's just kind of the way of things. It sh it's what you should be doing as a human being, um, not as a good human being, but as a human created in the image of God, this should be the default is behaving in this manner should be how you're just supposed to be. So, how has Christ changed righteousness and repentance? Uh, once again, it's we have a position of righteousness now, and um, because we have faith in Christ, we are going to be held to the standard of, do we believe? Rather than, did you check off all the lists? So, in that context, though, in as much as is in our power, we should really have a sense of gratitude for what God has done for us and strive to do our best to do our best and to live up to the standard that we see. And yeah, you're going to fall short, but you pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and you keep moving. Put one foot in front of the other. That's all I got for you today. Throw me a comment. Come say hi over on Facebook. And I'll see you next time. Godspeed.